0: V is for vision. To have a vision means that you're not just blowing along in the wind and seeing what happens. If you imagine a leaf blowing along on a windy day, the the, the leaf doesn't have any control as to where it ends up or where it lands. The wind has the control and the wind tends to be quite erratic and blows in lots of different directions. Without anybody controlling the leaf, there's a high chance it won't land in the spot that you would possibly like it to. Is that how you would describe your marriage? Is your marriage just blowing along? Do you just wake up in the morning and hope for the best? Do you go to bed at night and pray that the next day won't be the same as the one that's just ended? Do you feel that you have no control over how your marriage is going? You do have control. Both of you have control over how and the direction that your marriage will take. You may not have control as to how much finance you have at the time. Or the circumstances in which you live, for example. But you do have long-term control over the vision that you have for your marriage. And I'm not talking about the things that you will have or where you will live. I'm talking about you as a couple and the picture that you have or the picture that you may now need to create for your marriage so for example if you want to be in a marriage where you um walk in your front door after work each day and you are greeted by your husband or or wife and asked how is your day you need to create that create that environment it's very much within your control. First of all, you can communicate and discuss with your partner whether this is something that they envisage. They may disagree. They may say, I'd find that really tedious, actually. But it may be that the one the one concept or idea doesn't work for both of you, i.e. the husband would like to be asked, how was your day? Whereas the wife would much rather walk in, get changed, get comfortable, come down and begin dinner before that happens. But it needs to be a discussion between the two of you. These are the things I'm talking about when I say have a vision. What would you like to see happening? You may not have any vision. You may not have even considered having a vision and that's fine. That's okay. But if you don't have a vision, you're leaving it to chance. You're not able to mould yourself or your spouse into a, a a behavior or a type whereby the very things that you would love to see and feel happening in your home and in your marriage and in your relationship are left to chance? If it's not being communicated, how will it happen? Do you watch a movie and long for what you're seeing on the screen and then take a look at your own life and think, oh my gosh, it is so far removed, And it's so far removed because it's just a movie. That's not reality. I'll never have it. And so I just have to accept that. Is that how you feel? Because actually so much of what your marriage um, looks like is within your control. It's those kind of practices and behaviours that you may need to introduce into your marriage. Or there may be certain practices and behaviours that you need to remove from your marriage to enable it to begin to take shape and look like the marriage you had in your mind quite often when we ask individuals who are in a marriage how did you picture this when you said yes and they might say well I kind of imagined that I'd get in from work we'd eat dinner together at the table and then we'd sit talk about our day while my husband rubbed my feet but the reality of what they have is very different And I'll say, well, what have you done to communicate that or contribute to that? And then if I'm speaking to the wife, she may say, well, what I find is that my husband walks in and he doesn't want to talk to anyone because he talks all day long in his job. So he prefers that I don't say anything to him. And then I might find that he's already eaten because he had a late meeting or he met with a client and he's eaten. And so I've cooked and it's not going to be eaten. So we're not sitting at the table. And then he's too tired to sit on the sofa and, and talk to me or watch a movie and rub my feet because he's exhausted from a long day. Or he's arranged to go out and um for, <clears throat> excuse me, for football practice. And so my feet are not getting rubbed tonight and I'm going to be asleep before he even gets back. Just in that scenario that I've described to you, there are so many factors and so many ways that it could be put right and it does begin with communicating the vision in the first place how would your husband know that you want to talk about your day eat dinner at the table and be greeted at the door if you haven't told him is he supposed to just know this some of you will be screaming at the at the (laughs) at your phones or which however you're listening to this say yes he is supposed to know well my question to you is how how would he know does your husband have these idolized images in his mind that have been implanted by your your thoughts into his mind and he's supposed to have picked up on it and been acting on it six months ago come on that's not a reality I'm speaking to the guys here as well if you haven't implanted the vision if you haven't laid down the vision if you hadn't discussed the kind of things you would like to see happening how will it happen my husband and I made an agreement when we very first got married that we would go away on our own every single year to celebrate another year of marriage now we got married in December in hindsight i probably would have waited until the summer of the next year because our anniversary falls in december in the christmas season it's at the beginning of december so there's a little bit of distance between christmas and our anniversary but you know most of us know that in the uk come august you're starting to see you know christmas uh, paraphernalia on the shelves so by the beginning of august we're in full swing And that's not, sorry, the beginning of December in full swing. And that's not a problem for me. Um, But it is dark and it tends to be quite cold or damp. And what we've discovered is that because our children uh, are quite young, we can't leave them on their own. And we don't have the kind of childcare. We don't have grandparents around that they can stay with for the weekend. So we've often been limited to one night away. We quickly discovered that that one night will quickly get eaten up if we go overseas. We'll spend most of it waiting at departure gates and, you know, sitting on planes waiting for them to take off and and all of that. So we tend to stay in the UK. We take our car, which means that I have access to the car because my husband is a relaxer. He likes to sleep and have um, spa breaks and chill by the pool or, you know, rest, relax, eat. Read the paper, watch a game. He likes to do all those those kinds of things, whereas I like to explore. I like to shop. I like to walk because I don't always know where I'm going. We'll we'll have the car with us, so I can just put um a destination in my sat nav and off I go. And I go and discover, and I send my my husband images of where I am, and I say to him, "I found a great restaurant. I'll pick you up. Let's go and eat in the evening." And it works for us. It works for us, but it was a vision that was planted at the beginning of our marriage. This year, we're celebrating 16 years of marriage and we have been away every single year. Despite the obstacles, despite lack of finance, despite children being very young, we've managed to do it. And it will be a very, very sad day for me in particular if a year comes where we can't. Because it feels as if we've done it for so long now, I don't want to break it. And so we begin to plan. We get to a, a time of year where we start to plan and we go somewhere different every year. So we're exploring all the time. As the children get older, we'll go for longer. And then we can begin to explore overseas as well, because the whole you know, even, uh, weekend won't be taken up with, with, with flights and departure lounges. And I give you that as an example of a vision that you can set for yourselves in your marriage. What is your vision? Have some ideas. Set a time to discuss it with your partner. Have some ideas of your own and come to the table. Sit down and ask questions. Don't enforce. Don't say this is what I want. You haven't done it and this is what I want. That doesn't make for a good foundation because where your vision is sown, where, it, where the seed is planted is the point that you most likely remember you'll remember that you made a point in your marriage where you sat down and decided from this point forward, this is what we're going to do. So you kind of want it to be a pleasant experience. Maybe it could be something you do over a date night. Yeah, when you're in a good place and you begin to plant seeds of vision going forward, short term, long term, you decide. I read a book recently. The name escapes me. I'm so, I don't. I don't retain information like that very well. But the, the name escapes me. But what it was talking about is those people who have become experts in their field. The difference between them and another person isn't that they have a special gifting or a special skill set. It's about their determination. The determination for your marriage to succeed and for you to live in within a marriage that is um, positive and exciting and satisfying for you means that you have to be determined about making it happen. And what this book described is that, for example, the difference between a concert pianist who is internationally known and a, a person who can play at an intermediate level or a beginner's level and can just about string a tune together those two individuals probably started off at exactly the same place a music lesson in school an old piano that they found in their basement something exposed them to a keyboard of some sort one of them played every now and then the other one practiced relentlessly And what it described was on average, when you calculate, when they looked at particular individuals like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, various people, um, international pianists and and, and musicians, people who are very, very good and at the top of their game and are recognised for what they've achieved in this world. Those who are living and those who have passed on. The similarity between them is when they calculated and looked at the pattern of their lives, the difference was that those people on average practiced their skill or used their knowledge or explored that particular um, subject 10,000 times. That's the average of being the best at what you do. And that's the only difference As I said, those people who have become experts or have become very knowledgeable in their field or very well known for what they do, they're not particularly more gifted than any other person. They put the work in. They put the work in and they've come out with the results and the results are recognized and renowned. I want my marriage to be recognized first and foremost by God. I want to be obedient to God, knowing that I put in the hours, I put in the effort, i rehearsed and i i did a good job you know i get it wrong i fall i i'm miserable sometimes i'm i'm irritable sometimes i'm not perfect i'm so far removed from perfect but i continue to practice i continue to practice marriage